Welcome to this HR Latte exclusive. Today's employer branding into tomorrow's employee engagement. Are they happy? Counting down. Five, four, three. Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hey, everybody. Welcome to HR Latte. This is Rayanne Thorne, and I am continuing my series on today's employer branding into tomorrow's employee engagement. I'm really enjoying this series, and I have a very special guest here today. Andrew Haywood is the Director of Talent Acquisition at Dacry.com. I must add, the newly minted Director of Talent Acquisition. Hey, Andrew, thank you for joining me today on HR Latte and this special series. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm really excited to uh, spend some time with you and everyone out there to talk about this awesome topic. Oh, that's great. So why don't you give us a brief rundown of your new job at Dacry.com, maybe a little bit about your background, and then tell us a little bit about Dacry.com and how you serve your industry. Great. Once again, I am the newly minted uh, Director of Talent Acquisition here at Dacry.com for our Sunnyvale R&D Center. I've spent the last 13 plus years in uh, talent acquisition. I started my career at a headhunting firm in Tokyo and moved back to the U.S. and started working with Silicon Valley companies like Google, Twitter, Rocker Fuel, Uyala, pre-post IPO. And I loved the process of building companies at different stages from outside in and vice versa. Dacry.com, we are, we're a startup as well as we're five years old. We have our headquarters in Los Angeles and R&D Center in uh, Sunnyvale, California. We have acquired some companies and have offices now in Redmond, Washington, Dublin, Ireland, and also in the UK. And we will officially launch the product next year into the marketplace. So we're in the very exciting augmented reality world. And our product is fusing software and hardware and really shaping the future of work in a smart helmet. So wow. we're doing some very, very <laughs> exciting things in this industry. And you'll see that coming uh, next year. And we're actually impacting potentially people's lives. And for example, and if someone's in a construction site and they uh, need to uh, go into a complicated project, or maybe it's building automobile or an airplane or working in a factory, we're really trying to revolutionize how people are going to work in the future. This is fantastic. I cannot wait to learn more. I will be watching Dacry.com and your work there. And uh, maybe after the launch of this next level of technology, you can come back on and we can talk a little bit more about it on in the future on HR Latte. I'm excited about this. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome product. I was sold after I put on the helmet in LA (laughs) during the interview. It's pretty amazing. Well, I can't wait to learn more. Andrew, let's jump right into our topic, employer branding into employee engagement. First, I want you to tell us your personal definition of what employer branding is. And maybe you could touch on how you feel it has evolved over the last couple of years. 
Sure. I think overall employer branding has definitely evolved. And in my viewpoint is the fusion of marketing and recruitment is getting stronger and stronger and it has throughout the years. And to really attract the top talent, especially here in the Silicon Valley, you have to have a strong employer brand. And that includes the having everyone on board in the company as uh, recruiter advocates or part of this recruitment process, showing a lot of content on the, the digital side, media, what it's like to work at the company, blogs, blog posting, social media, being out there in events, branding oneself. Everyone I view in the company is part of this employer advocate, employment branding. And it's very important, especially now when you try and attract the top talent. And it has evolved. I think overall, earlier on, there is a separation between the product branding and employment branding. It's definitely fusing. And there's a, there's a separation, but still it's, it's getting closer and closer together. And if you don't have a strong brand, it's going to be even harder to attract the top talent. And we do a lot, you know, at early stage startups and even big brand names, you're going to, still going to have to do a lot of, I call it dating the candidate, bringing them in, learning about the product right. or even team and getting them comfortable to even want to interview. And, you know, even with cool, a product like Daiquiri has, and we were at the process now of really dating a lot of candidates, letting them know who we are. You know, we're, we're going to be competing with a lot of the big boys out there in this VR, AR space. And knowing that we have a we have an awesome team and they should be here, and it it is definitely a step by step process, and only helps the company if they're going to have a strong brand, a, a strong digital media presence, social presence, having employees go to events, meetups, or set things right. up, uh, and be part of that process. And it's 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 a true partnership in this branding process. I'm really interested over the course of this series to get everybody's individual opinion of what employer branding is. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. So you have spent some time at some very innovative companies over the last several years. You've recruited for these high profile companies. So let's talk about what employer branding has done to actually done to recruiting and how it has impacted your job as a recruiter, as a head of talent acquisition. Can you shed some light on that, its impact on your job? Yeah. Um, for one, if someone has a strong employer brand or if a company has a strong employer brand, when you reach out to them or you have an employee or a colleague reach out to an individual and they know this brand they're, and say they're a fan of the brand, pretty much you know they're going to reply to your message or at least want to chat with you. And you get one step closer to them getting to know you more and potentially getting the interview process and getting hired. Now, if you don't have a strong brand, you're going to spend a lot of effort building that. And you're going to be doing a lot of evangelizing about what the company is and what the company is actually, the product is and what they're doing and talking more about the environment. For example, when I was at, uh, started at with Uyala, when there were about 30 people in the early days, and it's an online video platform, they got acquired a few years ago by a big company from Australia. But in general, every day I was evangelizing and, you know, even to the point of helping people pronounce the name correctly right. um, <laughs> to what we're doing. And so I could, you know, I, at one point I got my pitch down where I could just, I could record myself and press play and and then start the discussion from there. But, you know, versus Twitter, where Twitter had a great brand, 
but people didn't really know what they were doing internally or what they were trying to do and how they were trying to scale. But when you reached out to someone or, or you referred or someone, a colleague reached out to them, you would at least be able to get a touch point and start the discussion from there. So it's very powerful when a brand is strong. Now, sometimes your the name of the company or brand could be tainted. So you, there's a lot right. of reinventing of the brand and trying to you know, say, hey, this is the past, so this is what we're trying to do now in the future, and trying to excite, that, excite them on that. And, and Twitter, you know, a big brand, and they were trying to do that as well internally with some of the engineering groups. And also, for example, Google. Google's a great brand. When I was at Google, it was, you know, people knew who we were, right. um, knew that we had awesome developers, a great engineering culture. And versus now, same thing, but how is Google trying to attract talent with their current brand. It's a big company. Will engineers really be able to make a big impact now? So at a different stage of a company and maybe even the brand awareness out in the marketplace, you're going to have different challenges on attracting different types of talent. And this is what we're discovering, how closely tied the employer brand is to the consumer brand itself, right? When you buy a product from a company or you use their service or you shop at their store, if you have a bad experience or you hear something about what the employer brand, the employee engagement is like, it kind of taints how you feel about the consumer brand and vice versa. Did you find that when you were with Twitter? Because I know they've had their share of of issues as far as, you know, different things that are going on with employers. Uh, other companies out there like Amazon, we know have United Airlines. You know, there are several companies out there that we know the impact that employee engagement and employer brand has on their consumer brand. Do you have any experience with that as well? Yeah, I definitely think it, it, it shapes some kind of perception in one's mind. If if there is a, a negative viewpoint on a brand, brand of the product, or maybe a service, or if someone had a bad experience, right. and and it it takes some effort to say okay, uh, to rework itself back to a positive light. I think, for example, you know, at Twitter, great brand, great product. Internally, there were challenges as the company was scaling to really attract certain engineers to certain groups right. because of what the past, what happened in the past. But, you know, it, it took work and, and teams were able to reinvent this internal employment brand. And that took one employee at a time, one manager at a right. time, and really trying to reshape things in that manner. I think it definitely affects one's view of do they want to apply or attempt to interview for a role. And, you know, if someone loves the product, they're going to be automatically attracted to want to work at the company. Now, on another note, even if they say love that product, but realize the team or the type of culture internally doesn't fit their style, it may not work out in the end as well. So that that goes on another side as well. If it has a great brand, right. but sometimes the type of culture that is run in that company does not fit with one's working style it usually is not a good match as well. But yeah, I definitely think it's an important topic and that's why a brands and companies always have to try to have a great customer experience with the candidate experience during the interview. If a candidate comes in and 
has a bad experience, they're going to always feel like this company is not a good place to work and they're not going to refer their friends right. or shed a good light on the brand. Well, and, and as I've noted in the past, there is a greater opportunity for former employees or individuals who had a bad candidate experience to share that with their own public, the people that they are connected with on social networks and so forth. So thank you so much for saying one employee at a time. I think we're, we live in a day and age where software is such a big part of HR technology, human resources, the function, the process of HR, processes of HR, that we forget there are some things you cannot automate and that you cannot just turn to a software to solve. And so I really appreciate you pointing that out. When we come back from a quick break, I want to talk to Andrew a little bit more about what impact talent acquisition has on talent management, really diving into retention and employee engagement. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor, Dovetail Software. HR Latte is brought to you by Dovetail Software, a SaaS-based HR case management and help desk solution to ease today's HR departments into tomorrow. Simple but powerful real-time employee engagement, knowledge management, and detailed analytics empower human resource departments and shared services teams to effectively handle any type of employee interaction. Dovetail Software, by HR, for HR. And we're back with Andrew Haywood, who is the brand new Director of Talent Acquisition at Dacry.com. Fascinating product, and I cannot wait to learn more about it in the future as they get ready to release what they are doing over there. Andrew, if you can just brief our audience again of what uh, Dacry is doing right now. Yeah, great. Yes, Dacry.com, we are creating a augmented reality smart helmet. So we are reshaping the future of work. So it's going to be super <laughs> so exciting. Awesome. I think if anyone puts on one of the smart helmets, they will be sold in that instant like I was. It's truly going to be the future of work. It's, it's pretty amazing. That's incredible. So let's talk about what we mentioned before the break, talent acquisition into talent management. So hiring into HR. Basically, what does employer branding, what does hiring have to do? How does it impact the retention of your quality employees. Yes, and it's a huge piece. And this kind of, uh, it, it can be complicated at the same time, simple, but overall, us folks in talent acquisition, we played a huge role from, you know, just greeting people, screening people, partnering with the hiring managers, trying to find the right fit, creating a great interview process to make sure we vet out the right attributes in someone to make sure we find the right fit into the organization. And it's and not to compromise as well. When companies have a high, uh, very aggressive hiring goal and a lot of people to hire for, you know, sometimes hiring managers or teams say, well, let's just, we need someone, we need bodies in the door. Let's just hire this individual or that individual. And more often than not, it will never work out. And that person won't be happy. The company won't be happy. The product won't go out. And in the end, it's a lose-lose situation. So it's definitely a very important piece with talent management, retention, and employee, employee engagement. And then, you know, I really think this boils down from day one when you want to sit down, um, this best practice, sitting down with the hiring manager, really mapping out who in the industry you want, what kind of, from what kind of companies, what are the attributes, 
what is the interview process that we want to vet these type of candidates for? Is it going to be intense? Is it, you know, do you want to have a quick process? But really nailing these things down in the beginning will mean for a better interview, a better candidate experience, better interview process, more candidates or employees that come in engaged. They're super excited about the product and happy employees make great products and great employer brand. Yeah. So I I really think it it all will. It's a very important piece. That's wonderful. And and it's so very true. So let's talk about your personal history, your personal work history. You've had titles that included the the word staffing, recruiting, and now talent acquisition. Is there a difference between those three? And if there is, how does it affect your job? How do you approach the job? As I've evolved in what I do, and I've seen the, the industry involved, especially here in the Silicon Valley, where it moves really fast all the time, I feel like overall, these three specifically names for the same thing we're doing. They, you know, some companies refer uh, recruiting versus talent acquisition versus right. staffing. I think in the end, we're trying. To, we are partners to really try to attract and at the same time bringing the right people that are going to stay and retain the right talent for an organization. And I think in the title itself is only one piece. I really think is as we formulate and, you know, more technologies come and help our cause and streamline the process, it still boils down to the human aspect of this staffing or recruiting or talent acquisition. I don't necessarily see a big difference in my personal experience. I know I think companies have certain names because they feel like they're more attractive to that department or they feel like this represents the department better than another name. For example, we call human resources a DACRI human potential. I like that. I like that. I was very, uh, I think one, you know, one bright aspect uh, during my interview process when I heard about this, there's a lot of things, but I like the fact that this organization is really trying to focus on how they're going to help their employees grow and the potential of the employees versus the title human resources where I feel like potential, you know, you really feel like you're engaging the employee to become better at what they do and helping them become better professionals. So in that sense, you know, I, I definitely agree that a name can impact a viewpoint of an organization. And I, I think depending on how an organization feels about a certain department, maybe they're going to focus on a certain name. But, you know, I, I think it boils down to in this recruiting world, how are we still focused on the candidate, on the person, and not just focused on all the tools out there to help our job. Right. So one of the reasons that I'm doing this series is, you know, several years ago, we started talking about employer branding. It was the buzz phrase for several years in the industry. In the last year or so, the big buzz phrase has been employee engagement. So do you think, in your experience, Andrew, I mean, you've been an internal recruiter for all of these organizations, and so the people that you are hiring are actually folks that work side-by-side with you, or you bump into them at the commissary, or, you know, you see them in the parking lot, so they are your co-workers. Is there a possibility of having true employee engagement, and do you think we're still going to be talking about this next year? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think... It can be achieved. Now, for me, for example, when I look at the leadership and potential hiring managers that I'm going to recruit recruiting with and for, I look at, are they going to be a true, are they going to be engaged? Are they going to be a true partner in this cause? And 
if they are, we're going to have a great experience. If they're not, if it's going to be a little upward battle, then there's going to be some work to be done to make it a true partnership. Right. So I, I think it overall, it, it really will boil down to that manager, that leader to get that process started for true employee engagement. And, and that can mean different things in different organizations. But, you know, what I've seen in different organizations I worked for that it varied from team to team based on the manager and who that leader was. And same with the organization. If the, the top of the organization was on board with engagement or uh, some big initiative and at the same time, you know, making sure the daily lives of the, the work was in a good environment, uh, then it, it flowed pretty well. But if there was kind of any contra- contradiction or if it was just lip service, there was an engagement. So I think the foundation has to lie within that manager or that leader, basically. Yeah. And do you think we'll still be talking about it next year? Yeah, I think so, yep. for sure. I, I think, I think so um, it's just going to be an ongoing process in general. And I think that companies are starting to get it right and they're trying to get it right. But it hasn't been solved. There's definitely going to be more talk about employer engagement, employer branding next year. And there may be more tools coming out to help with that. Like Like what Daiquiri's doing, you know, right? (laughs) Exactly. Right, right, right. You know, like there's platforms like the Muse and other platforms that are trying to enhance and showcase the culture and the employer branding for candidates. But I definitely see it continuing and evolving. And I don't think it will slow down. Perfect. As I knew it would, our time has gone so quickly. Are there any final words of wisdom or a favorite, maybe a favorite thing you saw in 2015 that you can share with us? Yeah, I think overall, I've seen a lot of tools, really interesting recruiting tools and employee employee branding tools popping up even more this year. And what they're trying to achieve is the connection, that human connection with the company and the, the candidate and internal employees. So I think companies and you know people in the talent acquisition, recruiting, or staffing space really need to focus on this candidate employee experience first, and then figure out what tools can really enhance that experience and streamline their process. Perfect. Perfect. Andrew, it's been such a pleasure to have you here on HR Latte participating in this series, Today's Employer Branding into Tomorrow's Employee Engagement. Can you remind our listeners where they can learn more about you and what's going on at Dacry.com? My pleasure. It's been great. I'm always happy to share my experience and insights. And people can feel free to email me at andrew.haywood at Dacry.com. And uh, that's H-E-Y-W-O-O-D. And Dacry is D-A-Q-R-I dot com. Thanks again, Andrew. It's been an absolute pleasure. We will have you back next year for sure. Thank you. Take care. Have a great holiday season and Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you.